Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Tweet the link. Okay, let's do this, guys. Let's get this uh, post-game going. I'm going to have to cut it a little shorter than normal tonight. Um, No one's here yet. I don't know why I'm talking. Wait for a few more people to get here. Um, Let's wait it out a second. Make sure I got these box scores and whatnot opened. Okay. Where is that time on ice report? Here we go. All right, let's get it going. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Joining you here after a win uh, with the Broad Street Hockey Radio post-game show. Uh, We are on the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live. Uh, Hey, win is better than a loss. I will take it. I will take two in a row. That's the thing I wanted to check. I wanted to see the last time the Flyers won back-to-back games. Let's check that out. It was, I mean, the last time they won back-to-backs was October. So I actually have to see when, though. Um, let's see. Yeah, because in November, they only won the home game against Chicago and the week before that against St. Louis, and they lost to Colorado in between. October. Huh. Lost, won, lost, lost, win, lost, win, win. The Flyers have won back-to-back games since they beat Washington 8-2 on Saturday, October 14th, and they beat Florida 5-1 on uh, on Tuesday, October 17th. So it, that is the first back-to-back wins since mid-October. Uh, today is December 8th, so it's been two months since their last back-to-back wins. Uh, that's something to be happy about. Um Tonight was, uh, I mean, the the first the Flyers carried play tonight. Um, my God, I I can't even call uh, the Oilers a dirty team. They're just undisciplined. I, I mean, if the refs had called every interference play and every like borderline obstruction, uh, the Flyers would have had nine power plays tonight. I think they only uh, what did they what did they have against two? They the Flyers only had. Two penalties tonight, so that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, the the Oilers are just a, a crazy, undisciplined team, and it shows. Uh, they they really they're baffling to me. The Oilers are honestly baffling. I cannot imagine having that great of a talent and being 
where are they now? They are third from the bottom in the uh, in the league standings. They are ahead of only Arizona and Buffalo, who are AHL teams. So that's that's absolutely ridiculous. But hey, Flyers win tonight, and that's uh, that's great. They're a little bit shorthanded. I mean, it's not like Mark Alton, Brandon Manning, you're gaining or losing any anything between those two. But it's uh, just one of those situations. You, lo- you, you lose your backup goalie. Uh, Alex Lyon has to come up. T.J. Brennan's sitting in the press box for you tonight. So they, you know, they're down a couple of guys. Um, but I guess the thing, you know, they won, and that's great. After a 10-game losing streak, I'll take all the wins I can get. But the thing that's um, – Insane is this regular benching of Travis Konechny. Once again, let's see. He played 440 in the first, 401 in the second, and then 201 in the third. In the third period, he got three shifts uh, all early. He did not play after the 10 uh He did not play after the... What, 9.45 mark. So basically halfway through the third period, uh, Travis Konechny didn't see a shift. Uh, let's see where line mate Nolan Patrick was. Patrick, uh, same thing, three shifts, didn't play after the uh, 9.45 mark. So halfway through. And where are you, Dale Weiss? Same thing. So that is a uh, – the Flyers are basically now – the uh, the Weiss-Patrick-Konechny line is their fourth line, and – uh, they don't play in the third period, especially with a lead. The Flyers are clinging to a uh, to a two and then a one goal lead before they get the empty netter tonight. And they just decide. And Dave Haxtell just decides. No, I'm not uh not throwing the kids out there. How about Sanheim? What was up with Sanheim tonight? I didn't notice him a lot either. Where are you at, Travis? Uh, okay, he played regularly in the third, but didn't play for the last six minutes and forty seconds. Uh, he got well. He got six shifts in every period, but his total ice time in the third was uh, was monitored heavily. Uh, he only played two forty eight in the third period, uh, so about half of what he was getting in the uh, in the two periods prior. Played over four minutes in each of them. So he's just uh, the coach has decided this is this is the formula now. They've won two in a row, and it's just what they're going to go with. Uh, oh, look at that! It's twelve seventeen. All right, I have to uh, I have to cut the post game a little short tonight. I'm going to take all your comments and stuff. Going to get to that now. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot other than I wanted to talk about that. Uh, Michael Roffel also a revelation, but uh, I am going to have to run to uh, to work tonight. So uh, let's just get to your um, let's just get to all your stuff now. Uh, Bill, they did it two in a row. Let's go. Hey, you know. We won a game yesterday. We win today. That's two in a row. We win tomorrow. That's called a winning streak. It has happened before. Uh, I think someone's calling for Alex Lyon to get a game. Alex Lyon has been less than impressive in the AHL unless um, 
unless something drastic happens or dramatic happens, I do not see Alex Lyon getting into uh, getting into a game while Neuvert is hurt. Maybe if they're up or down a lot, like maybe if they're up by five goals or something, you just throw Alex Lyon in there. Or maybe if it's just not Elliot's night and they're down four nothing after two, you throw Lyon in there. But I, uh, I I don't see a, I don't see a real situation where he gets a start. Unless I mean, unless there's unless unless Elliot suffers an injury, I don't see a situation where Alex Lyon gets a start. Um, Provorov is a stud, and Ghost could have had a couple of points tonight. Ghost, yeah. Uh, other than that two on one, um, which he wasn't, he defended poorly. Also, it's McDavid and Drysital. It's hard to defend those two. They're two best players in the team. Uh, one of them is the best player in the league. But you'd like to see him make a play or do something. Uh, Ivan Provorov made plays against McDavid all night. Um, you're you're not gonna. It, it's a tough play, but uh, I thought Ghost has been active the last couple nights, and that's the thing uh, you want to see most. Go away! I don't want to update right now. I'm in the middle of goddamn post game app store. Ugh. Friggin' Apple, all right? Um, where was I? <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, Ghost was active tonight. I thought he had some really good keeps. Could have had a couple of points, and that's what you need out of him. He's the He's the X factor. He's the offensive upside guy. He's never going to be great in coverage. No matter what, he's not going to be great in coverage. If he was, he'd be like borderline Eric Carlson. He'll, um, Eric Carlson's a point-of-game player and one of, in my mind, like the three or five best players in the league. Um, I'm not saying he'd be that good. I'm just like that's the type of talent you were looking at if – Ghost was good in every zone. And at this point in his career, Eric Carlson wasn't very good in the defensive end either. So just saying, um, Ghost is going to struggle in those situations. You just hope his offensive upside offsets that. And when it does, uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. Alt better than Manning. He might be. Um, A little more poised, I would say, than Brandon Manning. Um better decision maker than Brandon Manning. Um, you know, they didn't give up a power play goal tonight, so that's something, right? Uh, yeah, I would take, I would probably take Mark Ald over Brandon Manning. I, it's, yeah. Wonder if Lyon plays tomorrow. I seriously doubt it. I can see getting, I can see TK getting benched in a 3-2 game. He's not the best defensively. Uh, no, he's not. And that's, once it gets to three two, absolutely, I get it. Um, giving up the uh, giving up that that second goal, okay. Uh, I, I get when you want to shorten your bench in certain situations, especially when you are just dying for victories at this point after losing a couple in a row. But um, I just don't see how guys like Nolan Patrick are going to get better without the experience. I, I just don't. Uh, Hackstall is not helping TK and Patrick at all. You could argue he's hurting their development. I don't know if it's going to hurt them long term, but I certainly, um, man, if Travis Konechny, and this is one of the, I, I, we might have talked about this last week or last game, or maybe it was on Broad Street Hockey Radio last night. This is one of the downfalls of the, uh, the AHL eligibility rules. And, um, you can send Konechny down this year, but you couldn't last year, and you can't send Patrick down this year. And 
that's a developmental league where guys can go down there and work on uh, the holes in their games. Nolan Patrick, way too good for the WHL. Uh, you can't send him back there. And after the way his injury was handled there, I don't want him being sent back. That would be a disaster as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I, I wish you could get him if, if – if he's going to play six minutes a night, like I, I, I wish you could get him the minutes he needs to get, uh, you know, some of some of his fundamental issues under control. And you, you just can't do that with the eligibility rules. But it's, uh, it's a shame. All right, guys, the Flyers need wins right now. Alex Lyon is inexperienced and has not played an NHL game. Wins are important now. Alex will just get tips and learn from bench till Noivy comes back and will be sent down till when management thinks he's ready. Yeah, that's basically uh, – this is the killer of the uh, Stolarz injury is that, um, man, this is the situation. I said in the beginning of the year I'm penciling Stolarz in for 15, 20 starts because, Jesus, Noivert has played, what, six or eight games, and this is like the third time he's hurt. Uh, you could really use uh, a, a, a guy with a little bit of experience like uh, like Anthony Stolarz and a guy who is thought of more highly as a pro, uh, as a prospect. Alex Lyon was a uh, was a free agent signing uh, out of college. They drafted uh, Stolarz. Granted, it wasn't Hextall that drafted him, but um, he was a draft pick, a little bit more experience. He's played some NHL before, and I thought this was his year to get some. Um, to get some um, – remind me tomorrow about these goddamn updates. Jesus. Uh, this was his year to get some uh, experience in the NHL, kind of as that third goalie call-up guy. You know Neuvert's going to get hurt throughout the course of his season. He cannot stay healthy. This is where it kind of hurts you. It's a, it's a bummer that he's out for the amount of time he's out. Hexy says the kids won't be in the NHL unless they play. How do you think he feels about Patrick and TK not playing, which contradicts that? Um, you know, third the third period stuff, when you're protecting a lead, you're playing situational hockey, I can understand it. Uh, two goals, a little different than one goal. I, I, I would play them. I would pick my spots maybe, but with a two-goal lead, I'd get them out there. But they each played – what was it? Like uh, – what did Konechny uh, play? Where, yeah, Konechny played 401 in the second, which isn't terrible, but it was Nolan Patrick had a minute 39 of ice time in the second. He actually played more in the third minutes wise than he did uh, than he did in the uh, in the second period, and that just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, what's the point? That's 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 an issue. Do you worry that the regular benchings of the benchings of the young players will affect their long-term relationships with the franchise? Can't imagine they enjoy being getting benched in the third. Um, they don't like it. Players want to play, but the way to the way to make sure you play in third periods is play tight the rest of the game. You know, um, it's it, Travis and money always wins. If Travis Konechny wants to leave. Um, and they throw money at him, he won't. And Konechny needs to score, plain and simple. Uh, I'm starting to get a little frustrated with Travis Konechny, too, because his thing, he's a guy like Gostas Bear. His defense will probably never be good, but you hope the offensive upside is enough to offset it. And so far, I mean, he's getting he's getting outscored by, let's see, who on this team is outscoring Travis Konechny? 
Let's go to the old stats here. Uh-huh. Where are you? Where is TK? He's got three goals and six assists for nine points. Uh, the three goals, let's see. Jordan Wheel passed him in goals tonight. Brandon Manning has three goals. Michael Roffel now has four goals, and he went like 46 games in between goals. Uh, so... Travis Konechny can earn his ice time by scoring. Nolan Patrick is going to be a project. I thought that all along. Um, money always wins in these situations. Guys will get frustrated with their uh, guys will get frustrated with their ice time here and there. But um, you know, I also don't expect Dave Haxtall to still be the coach when it's like time to make a decision on uh, on who's you know going to be resigning, who we're going to let walk, and stuff like that. So I don't think. Long-term, relationship-wise, it's damaging uh, their relationship. Not going to lie, Bill, with that hair, you're starting to look like Ovi two in a row, though. I'll take Ovi any day of the week, man. International superstar. Is it true this was only our second consecutive win of the season? Um, I think they did it one other time. Where the hell? I just had the schedule up. Where are you? I'm going to go back to October. All right, they lost to the Kings in between the uh, the San Jose and Ducks games. So, yeah, the only other time they, they won two in a row this year was uh, was the Capitals on the 14th of October and the Panthers on the 17th of October. Those are the – so this is only – yes, this is – it is true. Gudis back for the Leafs game. Gudis is coming back for the Leafs game. We're going to get some revenge for that Komarov hit, baby. Can't wait. Uh, Alt replaces Manning instead of Moran. Really? Sigh. When is Gudis back? Uh, Moran's hurt again. Moran is out with another. He's he's banged up again. He would probably be the next guy up, um, but it, it didn't work out that way because he's banged up again. So, uh TJ Brennan's in the press box. Mark Alt plays. This is, you know, best avail best abilities availability. You can't make the club in the tub, and uh, he's hurt again. I want to see Sam Moran as much as anybody. I really want to see that guy play. Game like tonight, when I'm seeing Patrick Maroon run away, run around the way he did, Milan Lucic taking just shots at guys. I would love to see Samuel Moran out there, but he's not available. Lines have balance now. Seems we have two lines that can score. Was worried about breaking up the top line, but the top two lines look good. Yeah, I want to see a little more at 5-on-5 five five out of the uh, Giroux, Simmons-Couturier line, um, but I think they'll be fine. Uh, Voracek is just a point-producing machine. Um, what can you say about that guy? He just steady gets assists. That's, that's all he does. I can be mad at Hack for benching TK and Patrick when they have a three-goal lead, but a two or a one lead, I can see it. Certain situations, I mean, I, I would pick my spots a little better, and I think it's just part of the turtling thing. Like, if I get an offensive zone face-off against the other team's third line, yeah, I, I gotta, I, I'm going to try to get them out there. But um, the only part of the third they were benched for tonight was the second half. So it wasn't like the last game where they didn't play. Alt looked good tonight. Alt did. Alt did look good tonight. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that Alt was. Uh, he looks like a steady bottom of the rotation defenseman. He looks like what they think Brandon Manning is. That's that's my. Uh,
they seem to be playing the exact same way during the losing streak, only they have more energy. Agreed. Um, I didn't think they seriously lacked energy until the last two games of the losing streak. The, uh, the San Jose game on uh, November 28th and the Boston game on Saturday. Those were the games I was like, wow, this team really doesn't have it. Uh, during most of the losing streak, I thought their problem was was depth and penalty killing. That was the biggest issue for me during that time. Comcast edited the stats of Alt to make him better than Manning since he is computer generated. I like where your head's at, Joe Campbell Jr. I'd like to see Vecchioni or Martel in Weiss's spot sometime this year. Um, I think Lindblom had a really great night tonight. Uh, he scored a goal. I wouldn't mind seeing any of those guys in Weiss's spot. I really, really can't stand watching Dale Weiss get ice time with this team. Not sure if it was a coincidence, but Edmonton turned it on after the Flyers shortened the bench. Also, how would you feel about Patrick to Team Canada? Uh, Team Canada for the World Juniors? Wouldn't mind that at all. Um, I think part of it, at least part of Patrick's problem right now is a confidence issue. He's never been on a losing team like he has now. He's never uh, struggled to make plays. He's never been in a league where he's not an elite player. Um, you know, for most of his life, he's been the best player on the ice. So I think just going down there and it would also help him reinforce like getting down there and making the plays that, um, he knows he can get away with there will kind of reinforce, Oh, that's the kind of stuff that was too easy. Like it'll almost reverse reinforce the uh, the stuff that you can and can't do in the NHL just by, like, when he goes to make a play and it works, remembering, oh, that it, that's the difference. Like, but I, I doubt they, they let him go over to, uh, over to the World Juniors. Um, I don't know if Edmonton turned it on after the Flyers shortened the bench necessarily. I just think teams make a, teams make a flurry. Um, you know, when they're losing in the third period. Rarely does a game just end halfway through the third. You know, teams always – look how many times have the Flyers been dead for 50 minutes of a 60-minute game, and then it's like, oh, my God, they look like a real team. 55 minutes of a 60-minute game. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, my God, they're playing with such heart. Like, yeah, because they were asleep for the first 55 minutes. It's entirely on hack that we left the first line on ice too long during our own power play that led to the shorthanded goal. Yeah. I, I, I. It's not like power plays are the most high energy minutes. I never have a problem leaving the first unit on. Uh, make a play. That's all. Just go out and make a play. You have more guys than they do. Make a play. You should never give up a shorthanded goal. Like every now and then, like a, a fluke thing will happen, but just go make a play. You, you have the man advantage. Go make a play. Um, Patrick should be playing with Simmons. Maybe. Um, I kind of want him with Wheel and Konechny, personally. But maybe Simmons is – you could put Simmons in that spot as well. I'm actually kind of surprised Tukarski didn't get the call temporarily, temporarily considering he actually has – NHL experience. Um, 
maybe if they get in that situation, uh, they'll call them and when they come back home. Maybe they just have Vancouver and then they're home for uh, five games. So maybe uh, when they come back home and you're starting to think, well, I guess there's only they don't play back to backs again until what is that? December 22nd and 23rd. So that's back out on the road. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's maybe they should have. Jake, that guy is pretty, pretty good. That heads-up feed to Raffle was awesome. He makes passes like that. I, I know people want to get on him for his turnovers, and he doesn't have the, the best shot, and he does a lot of things in the offensive zone that perturb me a bit. Um, but his, uh, his, his vision and puck movement, his ability to stretch the ice left and right and, you know, up and down, uh, pretty great. What do you think is behind Raffles' regent res recent resurgence? Anything in particular? Um, regression mostly. The he's the pucks are going in. Um, also, yeah, Raffles better than he was. Like I think he went forty six games or something between goals. Like he's better than he was then. And also, he's not playing with Lawton and Lear now. He's playing with. Jake Voracek, who just racks up points. He's a good – he is a good third guy on a line. That's why he was so good on the Drew Voracek line early in his career. He's just good at getting where he needs to be, uh, and he's got a decent hockey IQ. He does all, all the things coaches love. And, you know, th th that's why I was never concerned when he wasn't scoring because it wasn't like – he wasn't creating entries. He wasn't getting in on the four check. He wasn't uh, playing well in the neutral zone. He still did all those things. The pucks, he just wasn't creating the opportunities he, he was before. Now he's with Voracek again, and the opportunities are, you know, he, he's, he's scoring at the pace he was when he was a 20-goal scorer. This might be a really dumb question, but is there any chance in hell they call up Carter Hart if they're in the playoff hunt and Noivy and Elliott are hurt longish term? Uh, I think a lot would have to happen before you see Carter Hart. Hack is going to be here next season. I really don't want anything to do with him beyond this season. He isn't helping the young guys. Um, I'm kind of – I got to see how this season plays out, but I – I think Hextall's really hesitant to fire him, but it has to. We have to see how this season plays out. Um, I'm not for firing him in season because I don't want another situation in that uh, you hand it over to a Gord Murphy or an Anne Laperriere, and the team responds just to the coach firing. They start playing well. And the GM goes, Oh, okay, let's give him a shot. And then we basically have another lost year like we had with Craig Berube, where you go, oh, well, you know, the team, no. I don't want that to happen. So if the firing is going to happen now, since we, we missed our chance to get rid of him in the middle of that losing streak, um, if the firing isn't going to happen now, I'm fine getting through the rest of the year with Haxtell. And it gives us something to yell about on the podcast. You know, I don't know what we're going to do on the podcast if Dave Haxtell gets fired. Might have to end the show. How Lucic manages to skate with that oxygen tank on his back is incredible. He's a he's a character, that guy. 
I don't know if TK actually fits this system. Um, there's always room in the system for talent, but Haxtell just has this thing where if you're going to be a one-dimensional player, it's got to be on your side of the red line, and that's not TK's uh, best thing. Elliott played another solid game. That's that's Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott is a good enough goaltender, and that's what he was brought in here to do. Uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about him in the uh, next couple of weeks with Neuvert hurt, but uh, for right now, he's fine. He's, he's a nice stopgap goal. He's brought in here for two years on a low cap hit just to hold the fort down until someone gets here. Hi, Bill. Daryl from Saskatchewan. What's up, Moose Jaw, Daryl? Brian Elliott has been playing really well. It's a shame we've wasted a lot of good play. That's his best play. Some of it was coming in, in, in the middle of November when they just couldn't do anything uh, for a team that so desperately needed goaltending last year. If they had gotten last year, the, in, especially in the first half of the season, the goaltending that Elliott gave them for most of November, I feel like that team would have been in the playoffs. But different year, different circumstance, I guess. Myers is hurt too. That's if you wanted the one. If you wondered why isn't Phil Myers a consideration? Uh, he's been playing well with the Phantoms when he's been in, but that dude's been banged up for like three years now. Uh, did we give up a power play goal tonight? Nope. Uh, that's right. Yeah. No Mark. No Mark or no Brandon Manning. Penalty kill looked good. Uh, fix the PK and we win five on five. We are actually a good team. Uh, they need to generate more scoring chances, but they're decent at limiting the other team at five-on-five. Five. I will give them that, absolutely. I don't believe you can call up from the CHL unless it's emergency. That's right, Brian. And I, I will – when is, like, the Memorial Cup? Because this question was more about the playoffs and a playoff run. Memorial Cup 20 – I don't know, like, the length – like when their season would be uh, May 18th to the 27th. Yeah, so that would be, you know, their season, would the junior season would still be going on, so it would have to be on an emergency basis. Uh, any thoughts on trying to package guys? Maybe G for a top-tier D-man like Dowdy or Carlson. You're not – that's impossible. That's an impossible trade. Raffle playing well now. Got his confidence back. Yeah, he uh... – He's scoring off the rush. Uh, he's 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 doing the stuff that we got accustomed to. And then when it went away for a little bit, you wondered, is this kind of a Matt Reed thing? But um, he's a, just a nice, solid depth player. I have Michael Raffle can play for my team any day. You have back-to-back -back games, and Vancouver is tough. Maybe you're not winning consecutive games because you're burning out your top lines by benching the rest. That's why they had to break up the top line. I mean, that's a it's a – it's a decent thought there, Jason. Um, you're seeing a lot more evenly distributed lines, and you're getting a better effort overall throughout the game. So, absolutely.
Dale Weiss, first line, here he comes. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't think it's the worst idea, and hear me out on this, because you all know I can't stand Dale Weiss. If you're watching this show for the first time, most of my content is hating on Dale Weiss and his four-year contract at Hextall Gate. However, I'm watching the uh, the beginning of the um, the Capitals Blackhawks game tonight. The big rivalry night. The big rivalry night showdown between the Capitals and Blackhawks. And uh, the Caps have moved Tom Wilson to their top line with Ovechkin and Backstrom. And what's interesting about that is he had three points in the first period. And I have this theory about why they use McDonald the way they do. Um, and it's that the only way to survive Andrew McDonald is to put him with Ivan Provorov because he's your best defenseman. It's the only way to hide McDonald's. The only way he's not a total dumpster fire is to put him out there with Ivan Provorov. If you put Dale Weiss with, say, Couturier and Giroux, and you'd have to move him over to the right wing, but it doesn't matter because he doesn't do anything anyway. Move Dale Weiss over to the right wing. Um, you could continue to have even better talent distribution among your lines. <laughs> because you could have like a Patrick Wheel Simmons or a Patrick Konechny kind of like any sort of mashup there. Keep the uh, keep the Philpola, Raffle, Voracek line together. You'd be able to have even better talent distribution because Couturier and Giroux are carrying your worst forward in Dale, in Dale Weiss. That's I don't think it's going to happen. I don't even know if I really want it to happen, but I think it's an idea. <laughs> I think it's not the worst idea. So, yes, Mike McCormick, I realize your comment wasn't just, but I'm not totally against it because I think it could make the rest of the team better because no one else is good enough to carry Dale Weiss while Giroux and Couturier are. What are the chances we see Lindblom this season in place of Weiss? Uh, Lindblom didn't get off to the start in the AHL. I think I, I think I expected him to. My original, when he didn't make the team out of camp, my original, uh, my original prediction was that he joined the team on December 28th, um, right after the Christmas break. Um, that's still possible, but it, uh, since he didn't get off to quite the fast start, I think he did. They'll have a reason to keep him down. But I fully expect Lindblom to uh, be up this year, especially if the Flyers aren't making a push for the playoffs. They'll have absolutely no reason not to give young players a look. So I fully expect, uh, I fully expect Oscar Lindblom up here at some point. Weiss better than Laterra. I hate to say it, but hopefully we don't have to deal with both of them in the lineup ever again. Please don't make us deal with that again. Yeah, no, I mean, it was clear early in the year that the coach didn't want to play Dale Weiss. Like, his ice time, he was getting six minutes a game at one point before he would he, he had given up on Konechny and Patrick and things. Um, he was already souring on Dale Weiss, and he soured on him last year. He benched him quite a few uh, games. Uh, he, he had him in the press box. And he was so bad, they had to give Laterra a shot this year. And the only reason Dale Weiss is back in the lineup is because Laterra is just not useful a little bit. Um, Laterra is is a is kind of fits my uh, my Dale Weiss theory here in that 
he played with Tarasenko, so that's how that's how the Blues survived Yuri Laterra. Was um, let's just put him with Tarasenko. He's the only one good enough to carry him. Isn't it a sign of the apocalypse if we scoring goal? Dude, we get signs of the apocalypse every single day. We scoring a goal is the least of my concerns. Uh, Raffle looks like Theon from Game of Thrones. Uh, I haven't seen Game of Thrones since the first episode of season three. Not disparaging it. I really enjoyed the first two seasons. Uh, I just fell off and never caught back up because there were too many goddamn characters. And once I fell as far behind as I did, I was like, I'll, I'll just never catch up. Maybe I will one day. Um, I liked the show. I enjoyed it. I'm not disparaging it. Please, please. I'm not a Game of Thrones hater. I just I haven't seen it in a long time. Let's all watch Carter Hart at World Juniors. Who do you think I'm rooting for, bro? I always root, I always root for my players. I don't root for Team USA. Flyers never have any American prospects. So uh, Michael Neuvert can get injured in the shower. He's not even playing and he's injured. His name should be Michael Nordberg, like O.J. Simpson from the Naked Gun movies. Yeah, I have like I, I he's played like eight games. He's been hurt three times. It's unbelievable. Nice to see Wheel score. Now, TK tomorrow, hopefully. Hopefully, man, yeah, Jordan Wheel scoring three goals. That ties him with Brandon Manning. <laughs> I love to see TJ Brennan get to play since he grew up a Flyer fan. It would be nice to at least see him one game with the team he loves. Yeah, that's the – I would love to see him get a game, especially a game at home. Um, you got to at least put him out for warm-ups, I think, um, when you're home against Toronto – Put him out there, let him warm up or something. But uh, they come home and Gudis comes off suspension, so you kind of miss that opportunity. Raffle and Jake have good chemistry. They like playing together. I agree. Um, The trade talks for Neuvert, and all of a sudden he comes up injured. Actually, there were rumblings for Neuvert going to the Oilers. In fact, don't believe anything you read. Uh, most rumors are just made up for clicks. Besides the two-on-one goal, McDavid couldn't do much against the D tonight. Yeah, they played him well. They played him tight. Uh, I, I liked what I saw out of Provorov, getting getting up on him, not giving him room. Uh, I liked that a lot. They uh, they had good support behind him. Uh, they, they played a good discipline game against, you know, one of the more dynamic players I've ever seen. Uh, Elliot, tomorrow night? I believe so. I have no idea what's wrong with Moran. Uh, I, I'm not really sure. Uh, good night, David Manning. Uh, I'm going to have to bounce soon, too, guys. Let me just scroll down, see a couple more of the more recent comments. Final season of Game of Thrones doesn't start until 2019, so you have plenty of time to catch up. They're really making people wait like 18 months. That's nuts. 
Sanheim has gotten comfortable lately. Yeah, he still needs to clean up some things about his game, but I like what I've seen for the most part. Um, any chance Matt Reed is traded at the deadline? I read yesterday something I assumed but hadn't uh, hadn't actually like seen out there. It was in, I believe, Dave Isaac's piece. I believe Dave, I was, Dave Isaac went up to uh, Lehigh Valley to talk to Matt Reed after he scored the uh, teddy bear toss goal. And Matt Reed's agent has um, – he has permission from the Flyers to seek a trade. If anyone wants Matt Reed, uh, they can trade for him. Uh, that said, I do really like Matt Reed down with – I wish Matt Reed was playing over Weiss and Laterra, honestly. I'm over the Matt Reed era. However, I believe he's a better player than Dale Weiss and Yori Laterra. Uh, that said, Matt Reed has a lot of experience, and he's a he, good, solid player, a uh, good story. Uh, I, like, I like his attitude, and I think he's a good guy to have around your younger prospects, especially guy a guy like Mike Vecchioni and – uh, players like that, I, I think he's a good guy to have around players like him. Uh, Phil Myers, guys with similar backgrounds. I would pay Lutera triple, triple his salary if it means he's out of here. Yeah, If I had that kind of money, I'd, I'd pay him myself. The other night after the loss for San Jose, you ended on my comment that the Flyers forgot to hockey. Tonight they remembered to hockey. We should be happy that they remembered to hockey. Always remember to hockey. When you remember to hockey, it makes hockey a lot easier. Realistically, what year will Carter Hart be the starting goaltender? Uh, realistically, I would say... Realistically slash optimistically, I would say he spends next year in the American Hockey League. So that next year is what, 2018-19? And, right, 2017-18 is this year, 2018-19. 2019-2020 is uh, when I would expect him to be on the big club. All right, guys, that is all the time I have for you tonight. I have to get going. I will be on Sports Radio 94 WIP from 2 to 5.30 on the Big Daddy Graham show. Uh, I do this every week. If you are a person who is up late, and if you're up right now, maybe you're a person who's up at this time every week. Uh, I'm on the Big Daddy Graham show every single Wednesday night into Thursday morning, whatever the hell you want to call it, from 2 to 5.30. So join me there. Call in. I'm the only chance you have to talk hockey on the station. So if you want to do that, go right ahead. Uh, but thanks a lot for joining me, guys. I always love hanging out with you. It's always more fun after a win. I will see you all later. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that for some reason or another, seems smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.